0: This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to
1: Sale. Oh, I've got a letter here. What? You're not Uh, very good at holding letters. A letter? Dear Mr. or Mrs. Listener, we are pleased to inform you that you have been accepted at the Beckinsale School of Tearing Supernatural High School Movies. Please find and close the list of all the necessary things you must watch. Term begins on 28th of May. We reach your comments on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram no later than 31st of May. Yours sincerely, Pete the Intern. Oh wow! Oh. 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 Yay! Thanks, Pete. That's yeah. from Pete. Uh, you know he's still he's he's working for us again. He's doing a great job, and he apparently he sent those letters out. It's really nice of us to like keep this evil guy employed. You know, evil. He's so kind now. Isn't wow. it ironic he's that listening? Isn't it ironic that we make him live under the stairs in the closet? Shh. And he wrote us the letter. A- appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Big Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And please get our voices distinguished from one another because people keep blaming me for things Kent says. Well, yes, and people keep thinking I'm too clever for my own good, but that's really Joel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacob, they everyone knows who you are. <laughs> um. That's a good sign. Or do they? Or do they? Maybe. Yeah, they don't. Thank you, by the way, for uh, commenting and listening to our best TV seasons show that we did last. Uh, we got some great feedback on Facebook. Yeah, it was awesome. People, uh, shows that we may have missed. Yeah, people bring up shows we may have missed and then shows we could even do. Like, for example, I'm just saying again, I'm almost done with Cheers if you guys want to binge watch it. That's funny. That's not going to No, happen. I probably should. But then also people also you said shouldn't. like Big Bang Theory. Which is never going to happen. How many seasons is Cheers? Uh, 11, I want to say. Oh, 10 or 11? No. Also, I want to say a special thank you to everyone that came out to PrepperCon in their Bacon Cell that shirts. That was awesome. It was so cool. Kent was telling us that he saw people at uh, PrepperCon in Bacon Cell shirts, and we, we thought that was great. That people are actually wearing merch. I didn't even wear mine. And people are like, this is the first time I haven't seen you in a Bacon Cell shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, what was wrong, Kent? Oh, and you're pulling away from us? I was trying to look handsome. I think. Why are you trying to look handsome, Candace? There's, there's, someone's in the room. Why yeah. is bacon sale t shirts not making you look handsome? They should make <laughs> yeah. you look more handsome. Because it's ha- me and you, Falcor. <laughs> I do like when you wear shirts with your face on the shirt. <laughs> everyone, gives me, uh, everyone gives me a lot of crap about it. I so. don't think they should. It's an awesome shirt. It's an awesome it picture. Is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we want to uh, acknowledge the fact that uh, Ken's Canadian girlfriend's here in the room. <laughs> right. And so that may be the reason why he's uh, 50% less funny tonight, because he's trying to be cool. You're going to give me 50%? That's why he's wearing a button-up shirt. You're wearing a button-up shirt, too. How come I'm not wearing a button-up shirt don't tonight? Know. Sometimes you show up in like shirts and ties. It's weird. Yeah. Maybe if you had a Canadian girlfriend in the room, you'd be uh, dressed up, too. That's not know, funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, We're trying so hard. Uh, but no, uh, check
1: check out our merch at slash bacon sale. No hats yet, but you know, have we had requests for hats? Of, uh, I don't. They, they don't have them, as far as I can tell. Get but the stickers, everybody. Buy those stickers. You can put a sticker on a hat. I think Sam suggested that. And I thought uh, that was a that's great weird. idea. Just put it on your car. Yeah, forever yeah. on the car. But yeah, shirts, mugs, uh, laptop cases, t shirts. It's all there. tpublic.com slash bacon sale. Yep. Yay! There's a little plug. A little plug at the beginning cause sometimes we do it at the end and people don't yeah, listen to our show to the end. But Jacob. What are we talking about today? Who are we talking about? What? You and your Canadian girlfriend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's it. We've actually prepped her, so we're going to have her come on and spoil all your weird ways. Oh, like yes. I haven't said on the show already. <laughs> we true. have an etiquette show that we, describes every single one of we those. we only scratched the surface, everyone. Okay, no, today we're going to talk about Supernatural slash horror... High school movies. Well, because last time, uh, last May, episode 108, we did Making the Grade, where we talked about, where we tiered high school movies. Yes. And we said we we had too big of a list, so we had to whittle it down. So we cut out all the ones that had supernatural elements, like magic or um, like horror movies and things like that. Like, for example, we did uh, Breakfast Club. But yeah. if breakfast, breakfast Club had a vampire in it, we'd save it for the show. I'd watch that movie. Yep. But uh, so we decided we were going to put all of those in a list. And we came up with 24 movies of supernatural origin or horror origin, you know, unusual ones. And we're going to tier them. Yeah, we know it's not October, so please forgive us. We, well, know we only do horror shows in October. And it's not really a horror. That's why we have supernatural ones in there, too, like Back to the Future. Well, the last or time sci-fi. Did I get married, And it worked out with graduation time yeah right but this time it's jake don't cry it's okay it's okay jake i'll try not to but (laughs) (laughs) uh but we also came up with 24 and so that means kent and i have eight tier ones eight tier twos and eight tier threes because otherwise Kent would break everything low and I would rake everything high. <laughs> so this way we force ourselves and it was hard. Guys, I'm going to be really positive on this I episode. I can't wait to hear what some, uh, like one of the ones Kent's put in tier one he's going to be like, oh, this isn't real. <laughs> there's some there's some, legi- totally there's some legitimate tier ones in here. There's there's a couple that I stressed out because I wasn't able to give a tier one and you're going to hear why. Of course you did. Alright, let's get started. You play favorites so But much. also we don't give them tier one, tier two, and tier three because this is a school themed show, much like episode 108 making the grade. So we are going to give them a with honors, yes. which is the highest Uh, obviously then there's a passing grade which is the middle and then there's a fail oh which is the lowest i actually feel bad to fail some of these some of these movies deserve a fail some do but some it's just they that's where they fit yeah but let's move on. Let's jump into it, Jacob. Guys, we're going to begin with Sky High from 2005. Set in an era where superheroes are commonly known and accepted, young William Stronghold, the son of Commander in Jetstream, tries to find a balance between being a normal teenager and an extraordinary being. Now, I want to warn everyone. Uh, sometimes I go off the parents' guide on IMDb. Just I love to, it when you do. Just to make sure that everyone is warned about what they're about to watch. It seems like something I should do, but you do so well. <laughs> Is because it's on some of these movies, it's the only really interesting thing I can find. But here's something from the movie you should be warned about (laughs) near the end of the film in the detention room. Gwen states that she went through puberty twice. She went through puberty twice. Warning. So that's that's dangerous. Five out of 17 people found that interesting. Yeah. You still have to wait for once, Ken. Um, What's going to happen, buddy? (laughs) My voice cracks all the time. Uh, this also this movie was directed by Mike Mitchell, who directed Shrek Forever After, Trolls, and Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. This is going well. <laughs> this this is a kid's movie, That's, and, but they chose the director from Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. <laughs> I don't understand that. Joel's eighth favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Yeah, and it, was, it wasn't a kid's movie? I mean, the title rhymes. How was that not a kid's I, movie? I don't know. I, I think Kent will like this one more, though, because it features uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, yes. who you're a fan of. Uh, can you talk about that in front of your Canadian girlfriend? You did look over there. I just mm. noticed. <clears throat> she is nice. <laughs> Wait, your Canadian girlfriend or Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Oh, my Canadian girlfriend is. Make make the noise about Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Kent. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't do this to do me. Do it. <laughs> 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 Don't do that to me. Uh, and Linda <laughs> Carter, the original Wonder Woman's in it. You got Kurt Russell. You got Kelly Preston. Yeah, like this. This is a fun cast. Bruce Campbell's in there. Uh, Danelle, I, can never, uh, Pan, Pana, I can't say her name. Pana Danielle Rucker, Pennebaker. Pennebaker, who's uh, in Flash. Yeah, she is. But uh, this actually uh, made eighty-six million dollars worldwide. It, it, it's one of those movies that I was pleasantly surprised by. To be honest, I'm going to give this one a tier two. Uh, I liked it. Which is called what? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Passing grade because I liked it when I first saw it. I'm like, oh, it was actually really surprising. I don't think I've really gone back to revisit it. Right. Because it was fine. Um, also, I wanted to bring up this fun fact. The director stated that the actors all had their own trailer and were generally kept apart because they did, we did not want them to date after the second week and break up after the fourth. <laughs> Very smart. I smart. wonder if that's what they did with most of these high school movies because they probably need to. Yeah. And these and these teenagers, that's one thing I'm going to bring up on a lot of these. These teenagers look like teenagers. Yeah, that's like true. they're younger. Because <clears throat> as you'll hear, like some of these people in these movies are 30. Yeah. Like 25 to 30, at least. Yeah. And it seems like in the 80s, they tried to pull that off a lot more. Yeah. And in the like, early 90s. Yeah. And they're like, hey, they're teenagers. And it's like, they're 25. But I, I believed it for some reason. I think I. I think when you're younger, every high schooler looks like they're no, like 30 anyways. To this day, when I watch Saved by the Bell, yeah. I think of them as older than me when I watch the episodes. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's because Slater has bigger muscles than you do. Not now. Uh, yep. Still. Oh. Just now. Okay. All okay. Right. So I'm, I'm giving this one a. Fail grade. You're failing it? You know the movie? Sky high? The, the movies okay. What are you passing that but you have? No this this is probably the best one on the It's Like list. a vanilla one. <laughs> You're gonna be quite surprised. I but for I some reason bad. I'm giving this one a fail one. It is the the top of the fail category. That means but nothing. I know it means nothing. Thought, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing on a couple of these. It, <laughs> it, this was a high F though. That's like a student talking or a really teacher talking to a student. Hey, you know what? As far as all the F's I've given, you had a higher one. Than Sky others. High gets an F+. Plus. What, F+. Plus. Yeah, F that's plus. good. Oh, so okay. That makes gets, the kid feel good. It gets an oh F+. Plus. Look, it's clever, but it's still reusing every superhero joke we saw maybe the year before in Incredibles anyways. So it's like any pun they could use on a superpower, they do. But I don't hate it, but it still gets a fail. I'm sorry. There's no joy in his soul. I think that might be true. Okay. Next one is from 1976. It's Carrie. Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl who is sheltered by her domineering religious mother, unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom. No! you oh, dirty pillows can you, made oh. say that? you made me jump <laughs> can i see? uh-oh was it dirty no, pillows i can't say friendly. things like that family friendly guys. i thought it was, it was the devil's pillows face. wasn't it the devil's pillow no, it's no it's dirty, dirty pillows, pillows. Man, it was so weird heavens the Devil's Pillows, so though, that's a good brand uh, This name. was directed by Brian De Palma, who did Phantom of the Paradise, Scarface, The Untouchables, and Mission Impossible. The original Mission Impossible. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, so he's he's got some cred under him. Uh, starring Sissy, S- Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, Amy Irving, Nancy Allen, William Catt, and John Travolta. I always remember this one as the guy has the guy from uh, William Cat who's from The Greatest American Hero. Yeah. And I see him I'm like, "Oh, he did do other stuff." So here's what's interesting. I was reading the trivia on this one. Some of these I got the parents guide, some I got the trivia. But many of the actors didn't really know what kind of movie they were in. Well, you don't okay, for if you haven't seen Carrie, you don't know what movie this is for the first Two thirds. Yes. This the first two thirds is a, just it's a, a bullied girl, a very coming of age type story. Yes. Like, and it's just very awkward and, and uncomfortable. Her mom is terrible. Yeah. And you're wondering where is this movie going? And then the last third hits, <laughs> and this movie goes insane. It she does. Kills everybody. So they, they dump a that. Spoiler alert for 1976. They dump a bucket of pig's blood on her uh, as a prank when she gets crowned prom queen. Yeah. And then he just has these telekinetic powers that have kind of been bubbling under the surface the whole time. Right. And it goes full force. She slams the door shut to the gymnasium and just starts killing people with her mind. So, yeah, like even Nancy Allen, she's like, I never knew we were going to be like these evil bullies. We just thought we were going to be the comic relief. She maybe didn't, maybe wasn't part of the part where she and John Travolta died. Spoiler alert. (laughs) And also the flip the car or something. Yeah, exactly. And the mother, Piper Lari, who is in another one of these movies we're going to talk about. She thought this movie was a straight-up comedy because her character, she's the, uh, she's Carrie's mother. She's so over the top. Like the one of, We talked about her on The Mom Show, actually, way back we did. in the oh, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so awful that she was like, this can't be a real script. This is a straight-up comedy. And that's how she played it. Which, huh. uh, the thing is, Stephen King wasn't a name back then. This is Stephen King's first novel he ever wrote. And it's the first uh, adaptation of any of his works. Like, this is the, what started it all. And also, I think, also, he said the ending of the movie is better than his own book ending. I haven't read the book. Which is true in every case. Well, yeah. but doesn't take anything. Stephen king he, is king, the worst. He's, he's the worst. He's, pardon the pun, but he's the king of setup, but never delivers. Like in the end, it's always like this. Oh, where's it going to go? Oh, right. went to a giant spider. Okay. We, we don't want to date him, right? <laughs> no. No. You are not gonna give the noise for that? Oh, and Sissy Spacek, I had to say this too, that apparently she's a little eccentric. A little, little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, what she did to uh audition for the role she she auditioned by smearing uh like vaseline in her hair and not showering and coming in like a sailor outfit her mom gave her when she was a kid yeah and just kind of who did she play she's carrie oh it's carrie okay yeah and then at the end if you haven't seen the ending of carrie it's a very it's it's horrifying because carrie dies and then they have her grave and then at the very end her hand reaches up and grabs someone who walks by and she, they were going to have a stunt double do it, but she insisted on <gasps> being buried. That was not her. That was her. That was what? her hand. Like the, even Brian De Palma said, I didn't do it. I wasn't going to bury her. I think that they had her uh, boyfriend or husband. I can't remember who, but someone she knew buried her under rocks and soil. Yeah, it was her husband. She was 25 when she filmed this movie That's and it. married. She, that was really her? That was really... She insisted on using her what own hand. What a nutcase. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Is she really Carrie? I'm actually she she's be. a great woman she is she can do anything she wants please the, don't kill me what's the grade Kent oh this is a tier two what I what it's a tier two sorry oh. we don't understand what you're saying right now the grade is a pass <laughs> Carrie gets a pass please I also, don't kill me I also gave it a passing grade that's grade. I I, I I appreciate this movie but I don't like watching it that much but I it has it's a staple in horror and so it is it is did you I, like the remake yeah at I, was all? Just gonna ask I that. didn't see the remake yeah it wasn't bad same thing yeah. Yeah. It was, Same thing, just not original at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, so not really worth the remake. It's a fail grade, probably. Yeah, we didn't we didn't do that one, but no. I, I, I haven't seen it. Okay. Next up is from nineteen ninety two. It's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. incorrect joel that theme didn't come till way later a flighty teenage girl learns that she is her generation's destined battler of vampires battler of vampires that's that's what imdb said not me we've all been there so fun fact so this script was written by joss whedon like he actually did create your favorite person used to be back in the 90s and early 2000s yeah my favorite person (laughs) what in the world happened but he wrote the script and then he basically sold the rights to a um, Japanese director named Fran Kuzui, and Fran she, Rebel Kuzui. That's it. Don't make up Japanese names, Kent. I'm, I'm trying here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doing my best to not sound <laughs> don't, racist. Don't try. <laughs> Fran, d- directed by Fran Rebel Kuzui, who directed nothing else. Basically. Nothing else. So basically, she saw the potential there. She bought it. And then she and her husband became per- lifetime producers on Buffy and Angel series. And so even though he hated them, Joss Whedon hated this couple. They had They earned so much money off of him just because they saw potential in his original vision, Mm -hmm. and he sold off some of the rights. Well, and they changed a lot from what he had. He had a much darker story. He had a different ending entirely, and they kept changing and changing and changing to the point where Joss Whedon just walked away. Yeah, and he never came back. But this stars Christy Swanson, Donald Sutherland, Paul Rubens, also known as Pee Wee Herman, Rudger Hauer, Luke Perry, and Hilary Swank. Yeah, in her first role, actually. Yeah, it's one of Mm -hmm. of her first roles. And then uh, apparently Donald Sutherland really ticked off Joss Whedon. Yes. And he, like, I think in... Like when he released a script or something like that, he, he said something to the effect of actor, or an actor I still hate, like referencing Donald Sutherland. Like he still yeah. has bitter feelings towards. Yeah, he doesn't hold grudges at all. Because apparently Donald Sutherland just kind of like improvs a lot of what he does. And, and the director's like, brilliant, do it more. And Joss Whedon's like, stick to the script. Yeah. Because he's a writer. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Used to be. Anyways. But that's the weird thing about It's like they, they removed a lot of Wheaton's jokes. But then they also said they removed the darker elements and wanted to make it a lighter comedy. So I've, I've never read, like I've heard that it's out there. Right. The original um, but, script. But I will say it kind of matched the time, even though Whedon's, I think his writing fit the late 90s really well. Mm-hmm. But I think like the one liners in this movie is so early 90s. It's actually similar to Clueless. I enjoy it. Like things yeah. when Buffy says things like, he says, I have no sense of history. I have no sense of history. He wears a brown tie. I like it <laughs> Joel's favorite joke now well no, my favorite joke in the entire thing is when because uh, the vampires in this movie when they get staked they kind of just die yeah and Paul Rubens gets stabbed in the heart ah, and he spends like five minutes uh, going ugh 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 uh, ah I have not seen this in a long time. Could you do that again so I could just make sure to get a really good soundbite? No, it's <laughs> all good. <Okay. laughs> I think but, you got enough. Just replay it. But yes. I thought it was hilarious. And uh, Luke Perry, big time star at the time. He was doing he was. Nano 210. They had to work around his Nano 210 schedule to do this movie. And I, I think this movie is better than the first season of Buffy. The TV series. Oh, first that's not tough. Come on, probably better than than any season with Tara in it. But I gave this one. That's not true at all. I gave this one with honors. I really enjoyed Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I watched it a lot. Like I thought it was really funny. Would you watch it today and enjoy it? Yes, really. I want to own this movie. Wow. Because I think it's a let's fun. Let's go to Walmart. Has it's it just not been enough time for you to go buy this? <laughs> no, I keep it's a, It's in my Amazon wish list. And I'm like, I'll buy it one day. And I just haven't. <laughs> When's your birthday? I, I will buy this for oh, you. I'm just going to save. Let's save this for the next time. <laughs> free birthday. free <laughs> plus <laughs> shipping. Let's do a GoFundMe go for though. Joel's Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a, I think it's with honors. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, this is a passing grade for me. Didn't like it as much? It's enjoyable, but I didn't like it as much. Now, do you not like it because it it's not your precious Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show? I just thought it never really drew me in. Like, I liked the one-liners, but it never really stuck out. In fact, I didn't really rediscover this until maybe the second season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and saw the early 90, 90s-ness of it. Which, if you ever hear it. a quasi-Buffy fan saying, Oh, yes, the movie is a prequel for the series. It's not. They're wrong. It, it, there's Even some though, references because it's the same yes. basic script. But there's too many changes. Yeah. And even Joss Whedon said, this is not canon for the show. It's its own canon. Yeah. All so right. There you go. Yeah. So next movie is going to be from just last year, 2017. It's Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Now, we already talked about this movie at length on a bacon bit. But uh, well, let's just replay that bacon bit now. Yeah. Kent, why don't you just read the synopsis here. A group of high school students who are infused with unique superpowers harness their abilities in order to save the world. At the very end of the movie. This is the movie that it's 20 years after. Because there were actually Power Rangers movies back in the 90s, late 90s. Yes, this actually is actually the third Power Rangers film. Yes. And so this was the whole reboot. And this one was very breakfast clubby. In very fact, much. Oh. Like they go to detention. They're all like the rebel, the nerd, whatever. And they find magical stones similar to Chronicle, which we may be discussing. We will. Yep. Later on. And then they fight um, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks, who likes uh, Dunkin' Donuts Ugh. or Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. What kept those. Bringing that up the whole time. So stupid. Where is such this an, Krispy Kreme? Such an advertisement for Krispy Kreme. No, I, the final battle. The final battle takes place right, right by on, a giant Krispy yes. Kreme sign. At the end, it's meant to be a spectacle movie, but it's just real dumb. And in Goldar is a giant mm-hmm. golden beast. A, a budget of a hundred million, it only made a hundred and forty-two, so it lost money. It was, but here's the thing: but so it's Brian Cranston. They said they said that they, said yeah, that they had uh, multiple sequels planned for this. Yeah, and then after the box office failure, they said maybe not. But then Kent, I found Did they this out. ever expect the first one to? It's not going to do well to the sequels well, anyway. Look though, like Ninja Turtles got a sequel, right? Yeah, so why not this one? But that's just it. So it didn't do well at the box office, but apparently it killed in merchandising, and Japan also enjoyed it. Hmm. So they're talking. They are going to do a sequel, and the director said they got six or seven films planned for this franchise. Uh, uh, Michael Bay's future. Failing grade from Joel. Parents, you should know. In this movie, a girl cuts her own hair in the bathroom. Then upon returning to the class, there are hoots and whistling. <laughs> okay. That was worth sharing. Hoots and Whistling. Hoots and Whistling was my band's Last name in college. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, 18 out of 19 people found that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is better. bad movie. Maybe you are movie. funnier with The Canadian Girlfriend. Here. Yeah, yeah. yeah that? that? was pretty good. That was much better delivery. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. But this is a fail for me. Like good. I... I had some investment in the series because I used to film home movies with my friends and we did a Power Rangers series of our own where it was yes, just it's fine. We, no, we, we set up a video camera. Joel and I have copies of it. Yeah. You, oh, so you saw me running around in, in blue sweats uh-huh. and tidy whities over the top of them. That's the one. Yeah. You're wearing that right now. <laughs> like, we haven't seen that before. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> you have framed pictures of you over there on the wall. Guys, if anyone can see me blushing this entire show. <laughs> oh, your Let's Canadian girlfriend up. Can. <laughs> This is a preview of what Ken's expecting future in his relationship. <laughs> yep, it's gonna be, be a lot the more. The sweats with underwear over the top. Yeah, yeah, mm, it's a good look. Yep. All right. So next up, uh, let's go over a Harry Potter series. If we what's that show? Have you heard of that? I don't, do, I don't know. We did a whole show about John, it. Will you tell in, us about Harry Potter in the eight films. Rescued from the outrageous neglect of his aunt and uncle, a young boy with a great destiny proves his worth while attending Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. I think we can only put five through six into this, although I'm not sure what year four was, but if we're talking high school years, high school years, well, cause I mean, even then, this isn't even high school. It's like a prep school. And so the years are all messed up, but I think yeah. we can basically just include everything into where they graduate from Hogwarts kind of as a school movie. Yeah. Because the last two movies were, they didn't even go to school. Really? Hold on. No. Let me put these, put your nerd no. glasses on. No. Nerd glasses. No. But I will say for the high school years, like it, it has some pretty good school moments. Granted, he had evil teachers that were making him tattoo his own hand. Does this remind you of your school? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I had a yeah. choir teacher that was really kind of heinous. I think everyone wanted to go to Hogwarts just because, I mean, imagine that. Just everyone, those... I was a grown-up when I read these, and I, I still really want really care. I still wanted to go to Hogwarts. Aww. I was a grown man reading this going, I would love to go there one day. <laughs> Is that, <laughs> Is I that, want to that take Oh, my gosh. Can you just use that voice the rest of this show? Uh, directed by Christopher Columbus, Alfonso Cuaron, Mike Newell, and David Yates. They had four directors in it eight only movies. only four, right? Yeah. yeah. Four directors, eight movies, which isn't bad. And and the directors were actually very complimentary of each other. Like it wasn't like this kind of they didn't have a falling out. It was more Christopher Lamas said, "Hey, I did what I could. I got this this started. I really like what Alfonso Cuarón's done yeah. in expanding the franchise and character development." And then David Yates and Mike Newell, like they all did very well. But Yates is who took it right. Like he did like the last four or five or something. Yates made a lot I of money, so. and that's pretty much what he does as a director. But not yeah, much no, that's, that's why he's spectacle. on the list of like one of the highest-grossing directors yeah. because of the couple Harry Potter movies he did. So here's the thing, if I may, I want to rank this not as movies themselves because I always thought Harry Potter was always good, never great. Third one got really close. You I, I, I kind of like Dumbledore great. when you said that never great very, very good never great yeah. i the only one i didn't like i think was half blood prince i think it was the only one i didn't like. oh i did not like chamber of secrets at all was this is another show secrets? joel yeah. we i did a whole show i on warned this. you about this okay so here's the thing i would say as movies they're good and they're probably tier two movies but as high school movies in the paranormal supernatural realm fail these are with honors Oh, I think the, the fact of how much school they actually show in these movies. I no. mean, every year, every movie is a school year. It makes a school interesting. Like the, yes. you're actually sitting in class, going, "I love this. I love learning about werewolves." You are now speaking that way. At the end. The rest <laughs> is, of the show. It's Hermione. That's always <laughs> no, Actually, I'm being his Miami. Um, his family. Wow. family, friendly. <laughs> it's not. It's it's a joke from Divine Comedy. I was his Miami Granger. Oh, reusing Divine Comedy jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the, thing, the thing about this movie, I agree. This is with honors, Kent. Let me read this right here. Six of the series eight films are among the 50 highest grossing films of all time. Six of these movies. Which ones were in the first two? Uh, yeah. I don't know which ones exactly. I didn't mark. I didn't, this is why I don't mark. Well, I didn't mark down. Down the fact. <laughs> Jeez, Joel. You do more Joel research. Uh, I know the highest grossing film of the series was uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. And I know that overall that made $7.7 billion in worldwide receipts. So it is the third. It's the third <clears throat> highest film grossing series, just behind Marvel and Star Wars. The movie made seven point seven billion. Yeah, or that, the that's, that's not right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, film Ooh, series. Film got series. real scared. Sorry. And Spielberg actually was attached to do this one first, and he wanted to do it an animated, starring Haley Joel Osment. What? That's what it says here. I need to see that movie. Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah, with honors for sure. It's Harry Potter. We don't yeah. want to spend more time yeah. on it. No one really cares. About I do Harry want to Potter. say one more thing because I thought it was interesting. Hmm. Never won an Academy Award. Ever. In the entire Not franchise. Not for technical? Mm-mm. So they, they were nominated a total of 12 times, never once won. Kind of weird to think about. Not even Rupert Grint? No. What? Or Rupert Grint. No. He no. was good in Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> Not good enough for an Academy All right, Award. Do your, do your noise for Rupert Grint. <laughs> what? What's my noise? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Apparently, that's the one you go for. Not for Rupert Grint. By the way, Daniel Radcliffe, he was discovered because he was sitting behind a producer. In a theater, like he was watching a show and the guy turned around. He's like, that kid is so like uh, bright and happy. I'm going to get him into audition for Harry Potter. So there you go. Go to the live theater, kids. You may end up in a million billion dollar franchise. Sounds like a bad thing to have a producer. I'm glad we went through that one so fast. Yes. Okay. Next up is from 2009. It's 17 again. Mike O'Donnell is ungrateful for how his life turned out. He gets a chance to rewrite his life when he tried to save the janitor near a bridge and jumped after him into a time vortex. Why am I reading <laughs> this? And I have no recollection that this actually happens You in don't the remember movie. that? He's like leaning over and he shoves him. I only know that Matthew Perry somehow on your becomes Zach Efron no, when he's younger. And I was like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it, Matthew Perry. It's funny because I think of this as a Matthew Perry movie, but Matthew Perry's barely in it because the yeah. whole time he turns into Zac Efron. And uh, this movie, though, was one of those also uh, directed by uh, Burr Stevens, who also directed Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, starring Zac Efron, Matthew Perry, Leslie Mann, and Thomas Lennon. And this is not to be confused with the movie 18 again, which is a George Burns movie from back yes. in the day where a grandson or grandfather transfers into the body of his grandson Because Kent hadn't seen that one, so he couldn't do it. Sorry. This also shouldn't be confused with 17 again, spelled out, not the number, which came on the Sister Sister Complete Collection box set released in March 2016. Sister, sister. (laughs) So uh, fun facts about this one. So toward the end of of filming, Zac Efron had appendicitis. So his co-star, Tamas Lennon, uh, advised him that it was probably just a stomachache, and he probably has bad wind. He said he had bad wind. Bad Bad, wind. Told him to hang upside down because (laughs) he had bad wind. And it was appendicitis. So yeah, hey, how does it have surgery that very same night? That's yeah. the real technical term, isn't it? <laughs> bad bad wind. wind. Yeah, we've all been there, though, right, Kent? Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Didn't you, have bad, didn't you have bad wind in the Canadian bathroom? Uh, you hey guys. But this, this show, I was going to say, this movie. <laughs> You're killing Jake. <laughs> um, the thing about this movie is that it has a really awkward, and I say awkward, it's intentionally awkward. Yes. Because Zach Efron, him and his wife are going, th- uh, Matthew Perry, him and his wife are going through some difficulties, and then he turns into Zac Efron. He still has feelings for his wife and kind of hits on her, but he's a 17-year-old boy and she's a grown woman. And so it gets this kind of awkward vibe going on, intentionally so. Yes. But it's still... And then Thomas Lennon is this amazing geek. Like, he has this house full of all these geeky things and lo- loves, like, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and Star Trek and... Wasn't Michelle Trachtenberg his daughter in the movie? Yes. And then she falls for young... As that yeah, it's kind of a Back to the Future who her thing dad. There. Yeah. So yeah, it still's that, but it it's very creepy, and I mean the creeps are played for laughs, but it's more like they they know they're being creepy, and so they're they're being self aware about it, and they never cross the line, but it dances up pretty close a couple times. You're like, oh, but this is a passing grade for me. I I, I almost gave this one with honors to be honest, because I was thoroughly I've seen it a couple times, and I've been thoroughly like entertained the entire time. You've seen this more than once, yes, wow, and <laughs> uh, so I, by, so it almost made it, but it's a it's a it's a passing grade. It's a passing grade for me as well, wow. It's funny. I mean, there are funny moments. I don't oh, like yeah. Zac Efron movies really at all, but the, this one works because he actually tried to um, match the mannerisms of Matthew Perry. Yeah, yeah. And then the relationship—could I have any more abs? <laughs> but then the relationship between yeah, uh, Zac, Zac Efron and Thomas Lennon—really <laughs> yeah, good. More who, than one. Yeah. Thomas Lennon's from uh, Reno 911, and he's really funny in yes. this movie. He's like a—he's a like yeah. It's just a fun relationship. Except between for the two of don't them. take medical advice from Thomas Lennon no, at all, especially if you have bad wind. <laughs> I was gonna say this is the bad wind, man. Yeah. Okay, next up is from the year 2000. It's Final Destination. In the year 2000. After a teenager has a terrifying vision of him and his friends dying in a plane crash, he prevents the accident only to have death hunt them down one by one death. with overly complicated Rube Goldberg machines. But this is only the beginning. This is such a fun comedy. This I mean, spawned, this is like this movie four of the year. movies after feel, this. Yeah. <laughs> feel good movie. Feel good movie. <laughs> How can we creatively kill people? Uh, this one's uh, directed by James Wong, who did The One and Final Destination Three. Yes, Joel, don't make me go into the kills again because you remember a few shows ago. What well, what show was that where you started? Oh, it was Guilty Pleasures. Yeah, when you just started professing your undying oh, yeah. love for this sadistic series. <laughs> did you just say the whole series? Is that what it was? Yeah, the whole series is great. Well, but but the funny like, thing, bad, great. especially three. The funny thing I learned three is okay, as Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> there it is <laughs> He did this so quietly like the baby <laughs> no it doesn't mean anything she doesn't mean anything to me it's fine it's fine Here, he's talking to his canadian girlfriend it, it's okay that only he can see <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing about this movie is that it started as a spec script for the x-files like it was going to be an x-files yeah, episode that. and then they said no no you could you could pull this into a whole feature and he did Ken, we already know i already know you're going to give this one with honors Joel, so you might as well admit it. You're going to be shocked, but this one gets a C C+, because I gave it a passing grade. <gasps> he got knocked out of with honors. I really—it's the top. But this of is the like passes. one of your favorite guilty pleasures. Yeah, I can't see what else you're going to put there. No, there are some things in there that like even—is <clears throat> oh, it the hot chick? It is. Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I figured. Let's that. see. Okay, we'll. But find this out. one, I actually felt bad because I, I hold an affinity for the series. And Affinity War? Yes, Affinity War. Mm -hmm. Let's watch that movie. (laughs) But really, it's not a great movie. I just really like it. So it gets a passing grade. And the high school usage in this movie, even though there's teachers and stuff, there's not much high school So is there movies in here? You're saying this is actually a really great movie, not just entertaining? Yeah, totally. Totally, Um, totally, yes. Uh, Also, I want to bring this up because this is just my review for Final Destination when I watched it. Final Destination probably would have been scary if it weren't for the laughable writing and the subpar acting. If you don't understand what's happening in the movie, don't worry. They'll spell out each and every detail for you. This is a fail. <gasps> oh, Failing grade wow. for Final Destination. You're failing a Devin Sawa movie? I, uh, yes, because I'm jealous of Devin Sawa. Because <laughs> your wife likes him. She did like him in Casper. I think that's the peak of it. She should watch this one. She'll love him. He didn't age well. He did not age well. You're giving it a You're fail. So mean. This is <laughs> of all those of the reignition of these slasher films in the late nineties. This isn't slasher. This no, is, no, no. This one came along and felt original because it's silly. It's over the top, and yeah. it was death as a presence, not a. Another yeah, they never have like slasher. a like character there, but it's torture porn. It's not something. No, I, not no, this first one. It's not clever. this first one. It's just clever. No, it's not no. Clever. This first one is just kind of leaves you hanging for what deaths are going to happen, and most of them Hanging on a bridge. off screen. Yes, but most of them hop, happen off-screen. It doesn't get crazy till 2. Hmm. Mm, or, I, I am or six. sad. I didn't think it got crazy till 6. <laughs> the movie that doesn't exist yet, but should. I also made a mistake, mistake of one time of watching the death uh, compilation on youtube yeah no, no, I mean, you that, that, that? kind of soured me to the series listen, listen. like you're the guy listen. that would no, like, no, like, not me, watch I, the movie but you're gonna watch the death compilation no, no violence hey. never really bothers me jakey but you ever, this, but have this you ever actually did disturb me if you ever want to have joel ruin his entire <laughs> day just, send just him tell something. him to google like strange no deaths I, did <gasps> I did it again today i did it again today real quick tangent no just which ones Kent knows i'll just text him be like curse my curiosity and i didn't really do it that's all he'll send me i'm like joel not again because someone mentioned the collar bomb pizza guy where it was like the guy who had to go, was forced to rob a bank because he had a bomb around his neck. Yes, And I was like, oh yeah. And then I remember it wasn't, I didn't do it again, but I remembered the last time I learned about it, I was like, I bet there's footage of that. And I, I found it. I was like, I'm like, curse my curiosity. He found it by Googling and it. it. Then I felt does, sick everyone. for a week. Send all your recommendations for latest murders. No, don't you won't look them up. Oh, what was that? one? it was like? Strange deaths. Yeah. Like a w- there's a on, whole, there's a whole Wikipedia TV. page. There's a whole Wikipedia page of like strange deaths, and just yeah, like, you were lost for like weeks. I <laughs> lost my soul. I'm glad it wasn't just me. All right, next up, I am Number Four from 2011. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a movie named I Am Number Four, wasn't there? Yeah, but that was forgotten pretty quick, wasn't it? Aliens and the Guardians are hiding on Earth from intergalactic bounty hunters. They can only be killed in numerical order. (laughs) And number four, guys, is next on the list. This is his story. (laughs) Uh, Directed by... Why am I being mean? Directed by DJ Caruso, who directed other hits as Disturbia, Eagle Eye, and Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. Oh, fantastic. Oh, wow. Starring Alex Pettyfer, Diana Agron from Glee, Teresa Palmer, meow and timothy oliphant oliphant what, what is meow also known as teeth, teeth. yeah <laughs> dr teeth well i am number four tried to come out actually they call this Ooh, the, the twilight for boys they tried to and this was produced by michael bay as well this is one that he tried to put out there. As like oh, the you're going to slam series. on Michael Bay now? You loved him in the show before. <laughs> did I? Or yes. did I hate him? <laughs> uh, but this is, yeah, they had a whole novel series uh, yeah. called The Lorian Legacies. And it was a young adult science fiction novel. They had a whole series. And this was supposed to kick off well, Twilight for Boys. Almost like yeah. everything. After Harry Potter and then uh, Twilight, every young adult series was greenlit. Had one movie. And then that was it. And this there is one so of those. Many. We should. We could have a whole show on that. We really could. Mm-hmm. About just series that went nowhere. And I'm sure there may be fans, but I feel like this book series was even written uh, to just capitalize on the success mm-hmm. of everything else. It wasn't like a pre-existing book or anything else. Yeah. This is clearly a fail. This may be lowest of my low. Yeah. In fact, really? of all the fails. Do you remember the movie low? low? Yeah. Or just how it did? Even though oh, no, it didn't do well at all. But I mean, I like Teresa Palmer. I like Timothy Oliphant. But... I don't even really remember this movie other than the fact that it was had shiny effects and that was Uh about it. I went to go see a a pre-screening of this one, if I remember right. I got like advanced passes Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was really cool because it was back before I met Kent. So it was a special occasion when I got to go see a movie before. Yeah. And so excited to see it. And I even got a beanie that says I am number four on it. It has the symbol on the back. Nice. You were number one to me. Oh, thank you. Well, number two now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> number three? Oh no, Jake's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, and the bee. this is a bad idea, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I actually let my fourth child wear the I am number four. Bee no, now. you did. I did. That's I totally did this That's past funny. winter, and I'm like, yes, justified. But I barely remembered this. It's movie. Funny how you kept the hat that whole time, <laughs> just for the joke. No, it, it was mostly just because it was a winter hat, and I was like, oh, I could use one of those. But this is a fail. Definitely it's a fail. High five for the failing of I am number four. But Although it made $150 like million those, on a I, budget of five, $50 million. I like how they're, they're the most OCD really? bounty hunters. why they didn't get a sequel for that. No, that's, that's it. it. It did fine at the box office. It just did poorly critically. No one really liked it. Yeah. All right. Next up is from 1992. It's Encino Man. Whoa! You're invited, <laughs> but your friends can't come. Check out fresh nugs. Wheezing the juice. Ow! Buddy. <laughs> I love your voices. <laughs> known as California Man in Europe. Oh, I, I guess I should uh, read the synopsis. Yes, please. That's true. Yeah, it's known as California Man. That's funny. When they find a frozen caveman in their backyard, two high school outcasts thaw him and introduce him to modern life while well, well, he in turn gets them to actually enjoy life. Is that his miney? Yeah, yeah it's, he's back. Okay. <laughs> it's like David Attenborough uh, right there. Directed by oh, Les is. Mayfield, who directed Miracle on 4th Street, the remake, Flubber, the remake, and Blue Streak, the remake. There's a remake for Blue Streak? It's just a kind of a knockoff things we have seen before so Encino man I mean this is Brendan Fraser his uh, breakout role after School Ties maybe was it before School Ties or after School Ties I think it's right after I I think School Ties may have been 1991 which is a very very dramatic role and then this one which is just absolutely ridiculous School Ties is 92 okay so same year yeah so this is a good year for uh what's his bucket Brendan Fraser so Sean Astin in this movie also Shore Shore buddy uh, hilarious back in the day. I remember dying when the car's like riding on its uh, two wheels on the side because he's driving it crazy. Like, That's so funny, and I, I loved it. <laughs> well, okay, and the the jock uh, played yep. by Michael Michael Deluise, who shush, oh, please. Uh, like he was like this muscular. Was he thirty five in that jock? Movie? Oh, probably. But yeah. like he was totally this muscular jock. Can't. Uh, I don't know if you've watched Gilmore Girls to this point yet. But the answer is no. But he plays TJ. Uh, who's Luke's brother-in-law? And it took me like three or four episodes to reckon. I'm like, where do I know him from? Because he's this short, little, dumpy guy. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like he's kind of this uh, I don't know loser type guy. So and I'm movie like, karma has come around, apparently. And then uh, Paulie Shore, man, what was with Paulie Shore back in the '90s? Like he Early was 90s everywhere for about two years. It was like he was everywhere though, like with son-in-law and Encino Man movie. and Jury in the DVD. army. Now he was like earnest. Basically, he was the oh, Ernest P. Worrell heroes. of that time. But uh, he I guess Disney brought him into this movie. To, thought they thought that his built-in audience would help boost this movie. And I think it did. It did. And they let him ad-lib a lot of lines. Yeah. You can tell. Oh, but yeah. back then, it was hilarious. And uh, you want to guess, Jacob, what the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie is? Ooh, Encino Man. Uh, oh, I have no idea. 15%. Wow. It seems a bit low. <laughs> it does seem a bit low considering this movie had a budget of seven million and went on to make a total of 40 million at the box at the North American box office. 40 okay. that's it, yeah. And then, oh, no, remember oh. though, back in the day, like a hundred million was huge, yeah. This is back in like early 90s and like on a budget of seven million to you know more than triple your or quadruple doing the math, math five, six, almost six times, times your times. money, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this one gets a passing grade for me. It's a it was a great movie back then. I will watch it maybe one more time in my life and Joel let that happen. Is offended by your grade. I am because I'm giving it with honors. <laughs> what? I really, we just made fun of it. For I did, like but man, it's so it's dumb fun and and also I have a huge crush on Robin and uh, oh, okay the girl that plays the opposite as well as Robin Tunney. You want to make favorite. the make the sound, Joel? <sighs> there you are. I was I did that on the last school show and then I felt creepy when I did it and then but Kent's Canadian girlfriends disappeared now so we're good. Well, where is she? Go? She's still here, guys. She's still right. I'm sure she she is. She's there. She's there. Say hi. Hi. But yes, definitely (laughs) tier one. I really enjoyed this movie. I have no shame about liking Encino Man. In fact, one of the listeners, Steve Hansen, uh, gave us the soundtrack to Encino Man. (laughs) He gave (laughs) himself the soundtrack to Encino Man. Really? Mm -hmm. With other random When did he do that? Uh, A couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We'll be giving that away soon. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, (laughs) it's mine. All right. Next up is, uh, it's just the Twilight Saga. Okay, let's do it. Like you want to get it over with? I do. i want to skip this one and Harry Potter. A teenage girl risks everything <laughs> when she falls in love with a vampire. It's the worst synopsis ever. That's all you need though, right? Does, does she risk uh, everything? Does she? Yeah. Her humanity, her soul, uh, her CG born baby. Now, I just want to point this out that Harry Potter had four directors on eight movies yep. and seven books. Twilight on the flip side has four directors the same from four books and five movies. Yes. So they just, and this one does seem like it was a lot of falling outs where the directors just weren't cutting it and they wanted a different director. And it just didn't seem like there was a lot of good going behind production. I will say though, that there were some some really clunky parts here, but I feel like when they hit Breaking Dawn is really is when, when they mastered their craft. Mm-hmm. But that's post high school. Eclipse is the graduation when when Kendrick I know oh, Kendrick Lamar shut up, Kendrick you, too Kendrick, and Anna Kendrick, Kendrick gradua- the graduation. No speech. one's buying it. Actually, I think Eclipse probably got the best reviews out of all of them. Did not they? This move, this series grossed three point three billion in worldwide Shh. receipts. Oh. Billion, jeez! I'll be honest with you i miss this series why because just something to harp on yeah there was something to harp on every time there was an upcoming twilight movie you knew that some people were just crazy excited and me as a critic i'm like something i can absolutely destroy (laughs) what do you mean you're gonna miss marvel movies eventually oh i hope so i hope i miss them one day do you know who they originally wanted stephanie meyer wanted originally cast yeah henry cavill henry cavill as edward and then emily browning as bella Who's, yeah. who's emily browning uh you'd recognize her face sucker if punch. you saw her yeah she's like the main girl oh. in sucker punch and uh the first uh series of unfortunate those, events yeah those the movie. seem like fine choices but henry henry cavill he actually is handsome whereas robert Pattinson do the noise. has shovel do the noise face for henry cavill oh. oh sure you'll do that because you're kidding girl Man, crush back. Show is back. she's back guys it's cool uh-huh. she exists we're sure she does <laughs> but henry cavill am i right no and new moon broke box office records for biggest uh opening day in history It has since been beaten by Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Jurassic World, but for a while there, Twilight was king. That movie was so boring. I mean, all of them were awful. They were terrible. They're they're good, actually, with riff tracks. If you watch them, watch them with riff tracks, and they're hilarious. The last two don't need riff tracks, though. I mean, you should watch them with riff tracks, but man, they are so funny. I, I I miss Twilight. Oh, no. What did I say? I feel like you need a riff tracks with a Marvel movie right like we should take Ant like Man. i shouldn't make one yeah and oh, then we'll do, do like it. riff tracks with marvel movies bacon me, sale does riff tracks on marvel copyrighted, movies but okay what what do you mean the word riff tracks we'll call it rough tracks what? bacon tracks <laughs> yeah we'll just do dog voices ro row like show dogs row <laughs> rook strike ranos is back <laughs> wow wow <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> This is gonna be good. There's so many <laughs> tangents a good idea. on this, this show. This was a good idea. But yes, clearly Twilight is a fail grade because fail. of what they did for cinema, how they depicted high school in this sleepy Washington town. Oh my gosh! And it is such. Her friends are the worst. And just when you start thinking about certain things, like the fact that he is a hundred and forty-year-old vampire hitting on, hanging around high school and hitting on the girls there, it's just creepy. Okay, I need to hear this. Is it with honors, a passing, or a fail grade? He's asking his Canadian girlfriend. Only you can hear her, so let us know the truth. She gives it a passing, so there's not even that much enthusiasm behind it. All right, but so it's not a fail. I mean, the first time he sees her and falls in love with her, he is like disgusted by her in science class because of her smell. It's so stupid. Oh, man. I thought the bad lip reading for this one is hilarious as well. It's so the good. The bad lip reading for Twilight, you got to watch it. It's it is. Hilarious. It's amazing. I'm, I'm sorry. We'll watch this after, I promise. It'll be great. We'll just You're going to watch it after? Yeah. I, well, have I hope to you do. Which one? The entire <laughs> series? The uh, All night. All night or Twilight. All night long. <laughs> Watching Twilight all okay. night. <laughs> Next up twilight is long. No. Twilight. 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 We're on be crazy juice. All right. Now from 1989. Next up is Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. I can't break away. Soon, soon to ding. be. What was the new title they gave the new one? Oh, Bill and Ted face the music. Yes. Man, that is not nearly as good as Joel's title. Which was your title? Bill and Ted's uh, On Fleek Vacay. That's right. No, I'm that sorry. Face Music so much better. That was on a music, show. So on a no show. way. Joel's is much <laughs> on better. On Fleek Vacay? Yeah. Even that title is dated at this point. <laughs> Man. Okay. Is, Here we go. That's the whole point. Two seemingly dumb teens set off on a quest to repair the ultimate historical presentation with the help of a time machine. San Dimas High School Football Rules. Woo! So Alex Winter, who plays Bill, he claimed that he gets two different letters from teachers. Positive ones from history teachers for encouraging children to learn about history and the figures. And then negative letters from English teachers for affecting the way students speak. I don't really think people speak like Bill and Ted anymore. No, dude. <laughs> uh, this is directed by Stephen Herrick, who did Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, The Mighty Ducks, The Three Musketeers, and Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh. Okay. Starring Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, and George Carlin. I love that Keanu Reeves, he once lamented that his epitaph would be, likes Keanu Reeves. He played Ted. I mean, he's played a lot more than Ted at a this lot point. No, I think more, he'll yeah. get Neo, probably. Or John Wick. John Wick! Uh, but this one uh, was shot in Phoenix, Arizona, which I thought was weird considering really? the California vibe of this whole movie. And yeah. San Dimas is a real place. Is it really? Yeah. I want to go there. I know. they have really cool things. Uh, strange things are afoot at the Circle K there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does Circle K exist anymore? I they don't do. think so. Do they? Where? Yeah. Missouri? Like, from your neck of the woods? No, no, no. They're not in the Midwest. Arizona, they are. Hmm. I need to go there. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, the original concept of whether time travel vehicle was going to be a 1969 Chevrolet van, but they thought it was too close to the DeLorean and Back to the Future. So they went with the uh, ripoff of Doctor Who, which is the Yeah, because they the thought there'd booth. be no issue. Yeah. And did you know they actually gave that phone booth away? Did they? Yeah. And Nintendo Power Magazine was doing a contest for a new Bill & Ted's game. Dude. And they gave it away as a sweepstakes. Dude. From the Dude. movie. I would, I want that. Right? Wait, before the time circuit was broken or after? Uh, Joel, it's not real. It's not. It's real to it's me. A, it's a movie. Actually, game. I'd take it with the bubble gum uh, stuck in there. But, yeah. Uh, this is easily uh, with honors for me. Let's do a high five. I mean, it's, we have to agree. I watched this one two weeks ago with my kids for Pizza Movie Night. I showed it to them. They loved it. Can I ask about content? We watched it on Clearplay. Okay. I haven't seen it in... Yeah more than 20 years because yeah certain certain words i didn't want my kids repeating like what <laughs> what he calls the guy well there's a couple words that i'm like man i didn't realize what they said what does he say he just says you killed ted you medieval jerkweed <laughs> but yeah easy easy with honors this is what this is actually a legitimately good i can recommend this movie not even in- this isn't just tier one because it's comparison it's tier one probably overall i think we yes. talked about it on our time travel show totally Definitely. All right, next up is 1987. It's The Lost Boys. Cry, little sister. There's no time. <laughs> that's, <clear. laughs> that's your... That's your... <laughs> your, your keep us keep on her, yeah. After moving to a new town, two brothers discovered that the area is a haven for vampires. All the dang vampires. I saw this as a kid and it freaked me out. Yeah, I bet. Old, I don't think I've watched it no, since, No, I mean, the mood even set from the very beginning with the door song there. Yeah. When you're strange. I mean, yeah. It's just creepy and the fact of having a young Kiefer sutherland as a vampire yeah he's so intense as a person anyways like yeah he barely has any lines but i mean really? he has less lines than a lot of the other characters okay but he just has a presence he does uh it's this, a great cast by that. the way directed by joel schumacher who did flatliners yeah. the client batman forever batman and robin phone booth and phantom of the opera yeah apparently they were gonna make all the kids really young kind of make it like they're gonna be like a stranger old, thing sort of thing yeah but then the, uh, Joel Schumacher hated that idea, and actually, I'm kind of glad he did. And then they obviously have Corey Haim and Corey Feldman in this movie, and it was their first movie of many together. And this is the film they actually say they, they credit for letting vampires—they weren't—they were no longer the old Hungarian types. Right. This made them sexy and young and cool, like vampires. And so you can blame this for you blame Twilight for this movie, but you can also say you know. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, but Slayer. this thing was actually kind of scary, though. Like Jake said, it was. It there's, was. Oh there's yeah, like, yeah, a lot of credibility. Well, and the part with the maggots when he's like, hey, uh, "You're enjoying that? You're eating maggots?" I, every time that part just gets my stomach turning. It went on to gross a total of thirty-two point two million against a budget of eight point five million. So it did pretty well for yeah. itself too. Yeah, I'm not gonna do the math, but it was multiple times the <laughs> eight point five. Seventeen times. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this one a passing grade. Just a passing. Just the passing. I do think it's kind of a Halloween staple, but I don't need to watch it every year. Well, when we talk about vampire movies, which we hope to uh, later this season. Indeed. Uh, we'll probably bring this up again. So I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I'm giving it a passing grade as well. Okay. It's one I enjoy, but not one I love. All right. Next up, I want to hit the... Original and the remake, Freaky Friday, 1976 and 2003. So 1976, a mother and daughter find their personalities switched and have to live each other's lives on one strange Friday. And the remake, an overworked mother and her daughter do not get along. When they switch bodies, each is forced to adapt to the other's life for one Freaky Friday. And the original one that featured Barbara Harris and uh, Jodie Foster and John Aston Gomez from uh, Adam's Family. And the new one had Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan and Mark Harmon in those same roles. Actually, they wanted Jodie Foster, who played the kid in the first movie, to play the mom in the reboot, but she said she thought it would distract, and she didn't. She was focusing on her family at the time, so she said no. Meaning she read the script. <laughs> well, didn't really care. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll just jump into this because I feel like the remake has the edge over the original. This is one of the few times I believe that because the original. It gets really Silly? corny. Yeah, yeah corny. At the end, when it's like there, there's this water skiing tournament, and they have to drive around, and it's 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 weird. And there's also a weird vibe with the husband. Yeah, where he's like kind of just domineering. And whereas the new one, it's it's corny, and it has a lot of extended musical numbers where they want to show off Lindsay Lohan playing guitar. And this is one of her big breakout roles. But I am giving them both a passing grade. I'm giving them both a fail. Yeah, oh! I saw that coming. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry Freaky to in the room. Freaky Friday is a staple. Like, that's a sta- Like the concept is a staple. I will say it's... it's Body one of, swapping. <laughs> it's, there's, body swapping has been done better. I'm sorry to everybody. I, I will say it's <laughs> one of two good... Uh, I even forgot her name. Lindsay Lohan movies. Maybe one of two okay Lindsay Lohan movies. What's the Lohan other one Lohan you movies. like? Parent Trap. It's a Parent Trap, and I actually have a fun uh, what, fact about What about I Mean this. Girls? Okay, sorry. One of three. So and but, what about but I know who killed me. <laughs> you were the only one who knows that movie. I didn't see it even. So fun fact, when Jamie Lee Curtis found out that Lindsay Lohan who's going to be playing her daughter had starred in The Parent Trap, she asked, which twin did she play? 'Cause they thought they were two of she them. She didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Jamie Lee Curtis did a great job. I don't know why you're giving this such a failing grade. And other than Chad Michael Murray, there's no reason to watch this movie. <laughs> I don't like Tristan. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis did such a great job. <laughs> she did. No, she did because no, like she should like, have got some academy attention for No, no, it. no, it's more along the lines of she had this kind of reputation as being like the scream horror queen and all that. And then this kind of in two thousand and three <laughs> you No, know, but no, but this is like this is her doing She it. was forty five. I know, but she showed she had comedy chops too. Like okay. she well, she showed that in True Lies probably initially, which she was great in. And I thought she did a good job <clears> in this one as well. She is going to be in the new Halloween movie, Jake. So she is still this. There's another Halloween queen. movie? Yeah, coming out this uh, H202? year. H202? Yeah, H2. No, H4O. H4O. Because it's been a long time. <laughs> <Yep>. H4 stick. <laughs> so yeah, it's a uh, failing crate. I'm sorry. Passing. All right, next up is 1996, The Craft. A newcomer to a Catholic prep high school falls in, lo- falls in with a trio of outcast teenage girls who practice witchcraft and they all soon conjure up various spells and curses against those who even slightly anger them. Starring Robin Tunney, Feruza <laughs> Balk. Uh, Feruza Balk? No! Feruza Balk. No. Joel. no. Joel. Dude, she scares me. Like, she is so scary. She's, she's scared, a real-life vampire. She's, she's the girl from The Worst Witch, initially. It, yes. i have I knew her And from. Neve Campbell. Yeah. So actually, uh, fun fact, Feruza Balk is actually, by the way, she's in The Waterboy, as yep. Adam Sandler's yep. girlfriend in that movie. So she is actually a Wiccan in real life. So she was able to help the makers of the movie keep the story in line as realistic as they could and give them Wiccan contacts in areas. Including (laughs) a a real life Wiccan named Pat Devon, to act as an on set advisor who wrote incantations and ensured that the treatment of Wiccan subject matter was accurate and respectful as possible. I don't think it's smart to be doing Hmm. incantations, legitimate incantations on a film set. I've seen that episode of Supernatural. It does not go well. It's true. So, look, I, this was a movie late 90s that Nev Campbell was really becoming very popular mm-hmm. at the time. I think it was maybe her second movie. Yeah, because Scream came right after this. Yes. And so this one had a lot of attitude. The vibe was very, like, stage crew. I mean, goth. And yeah. it had the, uh, obviously the Smith song, but Robin. T- oh yeah. So the Smith song, how soon yes. is now, mm-hmm. uh, very popular in this movie. And then charmed totally ripped it off two years later Yes, when they came out with the series. Like I think it, one of the cast members even talks about all the ways that charmed ripped off the craft because yeah. it's about these witches in high school. Right. This, this movie is almost kind of like a mean girls thing, but then it just becomes really, really supernatural near the end. Yeah. But Robin Tunney, I had a huge crush on her. It sounds like it. Yeah. But this is a fail. Mentalist for me. girl. Fail. Lady. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's her. So can we get a high five on the fail? Failing the craft. craft. Please don't put a spell on us for as a bulk. We're respecting. We're respecting, but we're failing. All right, next. Make it (laughs) sell. 1985, Teen Wolf. You're a big, bad wolf. Mm -hmm. Teen Wolf, which inspired many kids to ride on top of cars and get injured. Yeah. An ordinary high school student discovers that his family has an unusual pedigree... Interesting choice of words (laughs) when he finds himself turning into a werewolf directed by Ron Daniel, who did like father, like son, canine, Beethoven, second, and home alone 4. So I've got a lot of fun facts about this one, actually, because home alone 4, I want that on my resume. I actually am so happy I read this fun fact because, man, I felt the same way and I'm sure we all did. But when test audiences first saw Scott's dad as a werewolf, Mm -hmm. they went insane. He said the laughter was so loud it obliterated the next minute of the film. It's really funny, though, because in that moment, Michael J. Fox turns to werewolf and his dad's at the door like, let me in, Scott. And he's like, no, dad, Scott, you can't handle let this. Let me in, Scott. And then he, opens, he says, OK, dad, you asked for it. And he opens the door to like show his dad how werewolf he is. And, his and dad, he's a beaver. His dad just stands there with like this puffy white hair. And he's, <laughs> he's like, there's a logical explanation for this. Son. He's like, all of a sudden you turn into a wolf. I'm a giant beaver. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, and this is a this is a funny story because the studio wanted to make a comedy that cost almost nothing, so they made this movie with about one million dollars. That was about it, and then they took very little time to fill it. In fact, uh, Michael J. Fox was doing this and Family Ties at the same yeah. time, and this went on to gross thirty-three million dollars. So. Thirty-three wow. times its budget. We got that one down. Yeah. So Michael J. Fox disliked this film so much that he refused to return for the sequel, which Jason Bateman appeared in. In an interview at the time while Back to the Future was in production, he lamented Steven Spielberg's down the street making great movies, and I'm playing a werewolf. He yeah. did not enjoy this movie. But I will say that for someone like me who wanted to be a basketball star, who was maybe a little bit bullied when I was a kid, I wanted to come to school and just prove everyone wrong. I think I took did. a werewolf bike Did you have basketball tryouts? You'd have done fine me yeah hmm. me yeah, like, yeah i mean you're, you're tall i was he basically wasn't tall in those junior i was basically <laughs> like in junior high that's was, all it takes no, i was not tall in junior high oh you weren't remember I, he sprouted, oh, that's right yeah, he's second, second year yeah. remember yeah also can i agree with you and i yeah. w- I wasn't a you know a drinker at age 10 but i always wanted to go <laughs> into a store and just go give me a keg of beer oh yeah With red glowing eyes that's what i wanted to do that's Even what you though, wanted yeah you had to wait till you were 11 yeah pretty much (laughs) that's when i started heavy drinking so in brazil they actually called this movie boy from the future or garuto de futuro because uh what what? garuto what are you getting mixed up with back to the future nope because they actually said it was released after back to the future in brazil and so they called this movie boy from the future even though the plot has nothing to do with time travel (laughs) because they wanted to like tie it in in some way so weird fun fact Mm. though Hmm. Ken, what are you giving this it's oh man this is definitely with honors and I hate to say it because it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. But it's just too cool. And the montages are freaking phenomenal. I gave this one a passing grade. Whoa! I thought for sure this would be in like your top three. Yeah, it, was up, it was up there. And then you were a jerk and added another movie that bumped this one out. Wow. I put Teen Wolf at the top and you did Was didn't. it Twilight Saga? Uh, well, okay. So, and the reason I, I the reason I bring this up because like I did watch Pizza Mo- uh, Back to the Future. No. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with my kids recently. I also watched Teen Wolf not too long ago with my kids, and I was watching, going, "Wow, this really is not that good of a movie." Like the the iconic parts are but there. But Boof, but, but bo- Boof, Boof is great. Pam yeah. is beautiful, and but Styles is a best. Styles friend. is cool ish. He's nineties. He's eighties cool. Yeah. But I watched it again, and those those few parts in there that I liked, I still liked. But then the stuff in between it, I'm like, oh, that is so bad. And then the the dance at the end, the, the wolf dance, the dance is the worst. Is really bad. Can you reenact it for us? And I actually hate You're when, a big bad wolf. I hate Scott <laughs> as a werewolf in in a suit. I think it is so distracting. But it's hilarious. And he's so ugly. I wanted to give this one a with honors, but I don't I can only give eight with honors, and this just got bumped and out. And I hate that when the principal like is mean to this werewolf, yeah, like everyone's mad at the principal i'm like there's a werewolf in your high school but he's a nice werewolf like, be a little cautious but don't remember when, when scott's dad growls at him and he pees his pants yeah <laughs> you love this movie i do yes, it does but i did i couldn't fit it in there i'm so sorry all right next up 1986 peggy sue got married peggy sue faints at a high school reunion when she wakes up she finds herself in her own past just before she finished school so starring Kathleen Turner and Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Uh, also directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Who did The Godfather, 1, 2, 3, wow, American really? Graffiti, yeah. Apocalypse Now, The Outsider to Bram, Stoker's is Dracula, and Jack. He did Jack. Jack huh? He did Jack. Jack. So he kind of just stopped. It said Robin Williams movie. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. that good. But I mean, this is like a a clever movie for its time, probably ahead of its time. And I think it helps that, you know, Francis Ford Coppola was behind it because he had a lot of talent back then. Well, and it was nominated for three Academy Awards. Best Actress, Best Cinematography, and Best Costume Design. Because it's it's one of those... Movies where you, I don't know, it's a nostalgia one where you get to relive your past. I just think it's really relatable besides yeah. like the old 50s sort of vibe about it. Yeah. I mean, they could easily remake this movie and have someone go back to the 80s yes. and, and relive their high school days. Because who wouldn't want to do that with the knowledge they have now go back and kind of just, you know, be king of the school. Or yeah. Because I mean, you know, Peggy Sue's life is in shambles at this point, And if she could go back when she was really popular in high school, mm-hmm. what could change? And uh, she she meets this guy that she always wanted to, you know, get together with uh, back in the day, but didn't have the guts to. And she finally she's like, ah, I don't care. I'm going to go for it. But here's the funny thing about it. And this is something that stuck out to me that when she does a kind of approach him, he ends up liking her and saying he wants to move with her and this other girl to Utah where polygamy is legal so that they can marry all together and that, that his wives can support him. Wow. <laughs> this is in that movie. And I was like, I don't think that's it's the it's the 50s. So no, no. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is a passing grade for me. It's a passing grade. All right. Next up is going to be from 1996. It's Scream. Ah! Kent, your turn. Is that a Wilhelm scream? This is not Wilhelm scream, Joel. Ah! A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of the, the deadly game. The use of caller ID is increased. Oh, sorry, that's another that's a fun fact. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hold on, fun fact the use of caller ID increased more than threefold after the release of this film. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that's fun to think about. Like, caller ID was like a thing you had to opt in for back in the yeah, day. Yeah, but people are like, wait, who's calling me? Do you like scary movies? Uh, directed by Wes Craven, who we did A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Hills Have Eyes, Swamp Thing, and The People Under the Stairs. That's Wes Craven. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, Wes Craven. Uh, starring David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Skeet Ulrich, Skeet, Ulrich, and Drew Barrymore. For a little bit. Yes. I watched this movie not long at all. Mm-hmm. This this last Halloween and it's still fantastic. It is still good, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I was surprised. Well, and, and people an forget, like people forget that this was a time when, uh, like, horror movies had kind of lost their luster. They totally. were all like B movies and or they were corny sequels of Friday the 13th. Yeah, it wasn't great. And then this movie comes along and it's so self-aware and scary. Yes. And then like Drew Barrymore was cast, spoiler alert for, for scream. Drew Barrymore was cast initially to be the star, but then had to back out. Uh, and so they decided, okay, well we still, we can use her at the very beginning. And then just kill her off. Like they build her as the yes. main character. So fun fact, actually. So to keep a Drew Barrymore looking scared and crying, director Wes Craven kept telling her real life stories about animal cruelty. <laughs> she is a keen animal lover in real life. Oh, that's horrifying. Wow. So not like your boyfriend's guts were just ripped out, family friendly. <laughs> it's like that puppy only has three legs. <laughs> no, no! <laughs> ah! And it's funny because actually they were looking for a look for the killer in this movie. Yeah. And they had the, they saw this fun world, the scream mask. Like it's based on Edward Munch, 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 Munch the Scream. That's what the mask was based on. They saw it at this uh, costume shop and they're like something like that. So they tried all these different versions to get it and just different enough where they, you know, could still use it and not have to buy the rights. And eventually went, no, we just got to buy the rights. That's the mask. Uh, Working title was scary movie. Which one? Scary movie became the parody of this. Right, right. Yeah. And ruined everything. Well, and actually, there's a part, too. Uh, another fun fact there's a part where they, at the end, when they use an umbrella to stab someone, they come out of well, the girl, the, Nev Campbell uses an umbrella to stab the bad guy. Yeah. And it had a retractable tip. And the guy was wearing a safety vest so she could hit him in the vest and everything would be fine. But she hit a little too high and it hit a, a, a wound he had from open heart surgery and like his what yeah and his reaction of pain is real and they left it in the movie Ooh. oh my gosh like he's fine like he lived it was just old he's like scar. i just had open heart surgery i wonder if i should cover this up right before someone stabs me with an <laughs> well, umbrella it's probably a scar more than a wound <laughs> let's but call still. the movie scream that, that scream was actually pretty realistic yeah. Yeah. this is a with honors full. so this sure. was kind of like a cabin in the woods but in the 90s yes right i mean I'm better than cabin in the woods because cabin woods is a lot of fun but i feel like this one is i don't know they're two quality? different types of movies meaning like, like cabin in the woods is more it, it fits 10 20 years down the road and it's mocking, this one is totally 80s and 90s well yeah. i feel like cabin in the woods is a lot of fun it's more mocking the genre whereas this one is in the genre it's just self-aware i don't know i can't yeah it's hard to explain. Well, we right? could do a whole show yeah. on this oh we totally you could but with yeah, honors with honors from 1998 also known as the movie uh kent likes to uh watch with his dates the faculty <laughs> 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 I rewatched this movie just last night. <laughs> Students suspect that their teachers are aliens after bizarre circumstances. The cast for this movie is crazy. It is. Some, are, some haven't gone anywhere, but Josh Hartnett, Elijah Wood, Jordana Brewster in her first role, Selma Hayek, Fonka Johnson, Jon Stewart, wow. Robert Patrick, and Piper Larry. And Bibi Neweth, And B.B. Newworth. Newworth. Newworth? 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 Whoever that is. No, you know who she is. And, uh, oh, and Usher Raymond. Usher Raymond, of course. Usher Raymond. And Clea Duvall. So, yeah, this cast is like a real launch pad for some of these people. Even Elijah Wood looks very, very young here. I mean, yeah. I know it wasn't his first movie, but Did still. he ever not look young? That's true. He still looks young. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, directed by Rod, uh, Robert Rodriguez, like a giant who did Desperado from Dust Held Dawn, Sin City, and The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Look, <laughs> it's a dumb movie. I watched this last night, and it's dumb. The CG is bad. But it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers in high school. And for some reason it works for me sorry guys but this is a passing grade for me a passing and so not with honors passing. no no there's, there's not a with honors movie right. but i love invasion of the body snatchers movies where everything seems hopeless if you haven't seen the original please go well watch which it. original are you talking about we, okay sorry the second the 50s one, ones in their 70s the remake in the 70s with donald sutherland yeah, yeah. it is watch that one terrifying. The original one's fine too but yeah. definitely the the 70s one is the more scary and so one. this one is a definite 90s movie with a lot of 90s alternative hits <laughs> <laughs> and it definitely fits that era and bad haircuts on everybody, especially Josh Hartnett. But man, it's kind of a perfect 90s time capsule movie. And for that reason, it is a passing movie. I'm failing this one. Yeah, I I'm, can see I'm why. I'm failing it because it, it's, it's the thing meets Invasion of the Body Snatchers with teens. It's not original. But cocaine it's- saves the day. <laughs> Joel? Cocaine saves the day? Yeah. I don't remember that. It, it Family friendly? Did I even watch this? <laughs> Sorry, Joel's kids. Oh. <laughs> but everybody, I, cocaine no, they, can they, save they, you. No, they, one kid's a drug dealer, and he has this. It's not not especially Smack. cocaine. It's like some powder that he made. Yeah. And Smack. but that's apparently what like ends say up that. killing the, the aliens. the kids say it. Smack. But yeah, failing grade. Yeah, I can see why. All right, next up from 2002, it's Joel's eighth favorite movie of all time: The Hot Chick. An attractive and popular teenager who is mean-spirited towards others finds herself in the body of an older man (laughs) and must find a way to get back to her original body. (laughs) Oh, man. This film is Another included on movie. yes. This film is included on the film critic or on Roger Ebert, Ebert's most hated list. That's definitely that synopsis is not worse than any other. Roger read. Ebert said this. The MPAA rates this PG thirteen. It's too vulgar for anyone under thirteen and too dumb for anyone over thirteen. That's, so that's a really good synopsis. But Roper, yeah. on the other hand, he said it's in color and it was mostly in focus. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> so, good. I would say this is after Rob Schneider had a... Funny career in movies? Yeah, yeah, like this is this is near the Did tail he end. Did have a funny career in movies? Yeah, because he was like backup, you know, the you can do it guy for Adam that, Sandler. Yeah, but that, is that a career? He was nope. just the guy that would, remember, that would shake his fist and say, you can do Deuce it. Bigelow was a success and got a sequel. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. And then there's like the animal and the hot chicken. In it's Brazil, really- was not known as that guy who says you can do it <laughs> for Deuce Bigelow? Yeah. <laughs> I, think well, that's was, I was, was going to say yeah. Rob Schneider was nominated for a Razzie Award for Worst Actor of the Decade for his performance in this film. Who's, is it Rachel McAdams? It's Rachel McAdams and Anna Ferris, like two of these actresses that I really enjoy. Yeah, two really solid actresses. But Rob Schneider, it's, like, it's cringeworthy. This is a definite fail it's, for it's me. It's a definite fail. We don't, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's just not a great movie. Are we right? Are we wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't hear that the canadian girlfriend See, the, the imaginary canadian thing. girlfriend just said i own it and i love it oh man oh, oh, oh. now she's can pack- finally hear she's her. packing her bags and walking out the door that was short-lived taking her copy of the hot chick <laughs> <laughs> all right next up from 2016 is your name also known as Give me no. <laughs> <laughs> can, I get a, oh, can I get a finger boop you for that nerds? Boop, boop. Oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, man, boop, that was boop. more like a finger. There you go. I don't know. Two don't do it. Okay. Two strangers find themselves linked in a bizarre way. When a connection forms, will distance be the only thing to keep them apart? Which isn't a great synopsis. No. It's a body swap movie. We've talked about body swap movies. We just barely did. And with Freaky Friday. And and granted, this movie would not exist if it weren't for Freaky Friday. Didn't we talk about your name on our best of 2017? We did because it was one of my favorites. So we know where I stand on this. This is an anime movie. I shouldn't even say this in front of the Canadian girlfriend at this point because it's embarrassing to say. But it's an anime movie that really just resonated with me. And I know there's high schools, maybe half of this movie because it's more around a tragedy than yeah, the actual Yeah, a lot of school stuff as he's trying to like figure out Yeah, and, and what's the, going on. the comedy really works. And it's between a boy on one side of Japan and a girl on the other side. And they're from two different class structures. And man, is it funny, effective, emotional. Yeah, it's it's for me, it's everything. It's one of the best films of last year for me. So you're giving it uh, a oh, okay With honors for sure. It's just a shame you don't know what year it came out. But other than well, it that... it came out actually in Japan in... Japan 2016, and then but it came out here in the U.S. in 2017. 2017. Okay, fine, you get a pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a passing grade. Uh, uh a pass? This movie. So this movie grossed more than 355 million. It is the forced. It is the fourth highest grossing film of all time in Japan, only beaten wow. by Frozen, Titanic, and Spirited Away. This oh, movie no. was insanely popular. It was, and it's also a very very good movie with amazing animation and beautiful music, which is why I'm failing it. No, I'm kidding. It's a, it's a with honors. Okay. This is the one that got, this is the one that kicked out Teen Wolf. Kent. Yay. Kimi no Wawa. Kimi no Wawa. It feels like it kind of doesn't fit in this list. It's a body swap movie where the girl, he has to go to the girl's school. And so it's a high school movie in that regard where he has to go to school and kind of be in her class. And 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 then she goes, she goes to school as him and does much better as a student than he does. He, yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun body swap movie. Okay. All right. Next up is from 2012. It's Chronicle, known as the home camera movie that makes everyone sick. That's uh, that's actually Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Yeah, Cloverfield too. Yeah. No, Chronicle is it too? Well, it's a found footage movie, Jacob. But no. I think that's bigoted of you to say all found footage movies make you sick. I'm actually going to uh, disagree. They pretty much do. Yeah. This one actually, it does not make you sick because the camera wor- work is so unrealistic. I that- tried to get my wife to watch this <laughs> one twice. Yeah. And both times. She's like, nope, not going to do it. Can't See, handle it. She I gets sick like both times. One, but she was okay with the hot chick. You know, yeah, she owns it. She loves it. <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> Just like, like
1: any good person would, obviously. You <laughs> jerks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You guys could go have fun. Watch the hot chick together. Three high school friends gain superpowers after making an incredible discovery underground. Soon they find their lives spinning out of control and their bond tested as they embrace. Their darker sides. Or at least one of them do. <laughs> Dane DeHaan does. Young Leonardo DiCaprio... Gets real dark. I see this as the anti-Spider-Man really movie. really is kind of a young Leo, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And man, I wish he could maintain the sort of charisma and talent he had in this movie because he is captivating to watch. I, I, it, it's it, it, it's weird to see like this dark path he goes on where it's just like, I mean, it just, it feels to me a lot like what would happen if me and my friends got superpowers. That, yes. I know like you'd go flying, you'd play of, football in the sky. Yeah, one of my friends would probably end up going evil is what I'm saying. Which one? I'm not telling. It's we, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Hear that? I just called you a friend. Oh, <laughs> this is still a step up for me. It really is. Uh, directed yeah. by Josh Trank, who also did Fen stick Yeah. Fantastic for a reboot, which is not a good thing there. And it, it was shot in... Go die, Josh Dream. It was actually shot in <laughs> <laughs> It was actually shot in Cape Town, South Africa, and Vancouver, Canada. This one, for me, actually made my... One of my top ten movies I watched in 2012. Okay. And so I'm giving this one uh, with honors. I oh. I was really surprised by this one. I didn't know what to expect. And while the found footage genre was very tired for me and this one definitely stretches the reality of totally what found footage is like there's a part when and they they make it so it's like, like mall footage he and used, he uses like telekinesis to have a camera just follow him around mm-hmm. which they kind of that's how they explain a lot of the shots mm-hmm. but at the ending especially i'm like oh, okay this is requiring sus- some suspension of disbelief but i really enjoyed it so yep. i love this movie it's, it's a, a great, great honors? honors yeah it's a great movie for sure you haven't even watched it i, I get sick i d- i didn't no that movie came out of nowhere and it was really good all right, next up, 2001, it's A Mad World. Mad, mad world with Donnie Darko. But I, think I was like, I, we're not funny. doing it's Mad, man, Mad, Mad, Mad World. That's not high school. I that's a treasure it hunting movie. kind of sad. The dreams of which I'm dying are the best I ever had. A troubled teenager is plagued by visions of a man in a large rabbit suit who manipulates him to commit a series of crimes after he narrowly escapes a bizarre accident. So what voice are you going to use? I feel like you... My both, (laughs) you know, both, his miney. So this is directed by Richard Kelly, stars Jake Gyllenhaal, in a movie that is very culty, and that um, people that are hipsters really claim to love this movie because they claim to know what it's about. They had a budget of four point five million, and they made. 7.5 7.5 million at the box office. That's not very so good. Even the director uh, said that this movie would have gone straight to DVD or the Stars channel if it wasn't for Drew Barrymore and her production company stepping in. Like, she actually appeared in this movie. She's like, oh, I kind of like it. So she appeared in this movie, and that's why it went to theaters. Mm-hmm. And then it bombed at theaters. Like I said, it only got about 7 million in the theaters. But then on a home video, it got 10 million. Wow. So, so uh, at the wrap party of the film, Seth Rogen and Jake Hall both agreed that they had no idea what this movie was about. I find kind of funny. I think most people that watch this movie don't know what it's about. Except for me. I love this movie. Yeah, he's the elitist that loves it. Yeah, he's the hipster. The hipster, yeah. I for some reason I don't know, I don't even think I need to explain. I think this is a cool movie. Okay. <laughs> I think we actually talked about this in the the time travel um episode we did as well. We did. I'm sorry, I think Frank the Rabbit is a terrifying character. Mm-hmm. I think Jake Gyllenhaal does a great job just as this kid who doesn't, who's just kind of wandering. Uh, the acting is fantastic. Jenna Malone's here and I, you know, indie darling Jenna Malone. Go ahead and do the noise. It would be more emo. It would be more emo. What's a, what's an emo growl? I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I want to hear an emo growl. <laughs> Can help you. <laughs> you? You wouldn't really know it. But um, <laughs> it's a hipster growl. You haven't heard anything growl. like it before. <laughs> but I, for some reason, I keep coming back to this movie and I can never hate it. In fact, I quite like it, but I know it's not for everybody. And maybe that's why I like it so much. So it's a with honors. It? With honors. I'm failing this movie. Oh, you are for real? Can't. And I don't mean this is a dig to you. Okay. But this movie but is but a you lot suck. like. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is a movie is a lot like Fight Club to me where I've given it multiple chances and I just, Cut to the heart. I just can't get behind it. And so I've never enjoyed this movie. The first time I watched, it, I was like, I didn't really like that. And I watched it again. Maybe I didn't get it. I watched it again. And I'm like, no, I still don't like you it. You didn't like Harvey either, right? No, I didn't like Harvey. So maybe I'm seeing <laughs> a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. don't like rabbit imaginary <laughs> rabbit movies. <laughs> So yeah, fail it's for a me. fail. Yeah, I didn't like it. You didn't yeah. think it was creative in any way visually. No, no it has like the, the, the abyss worm that comes out of his chest, <laughs> yeah. and that's fine. But And it was you know, and Patrick Swayze's role in this <laughs> movie. It's that was creepy, The abyss warm, worm is fine. <laughs> <laughs> sparkle motion was funny enough, but I just, I just, yeah, I think it's just like, I didn't like the feel of the movie. Can I actually haven't watched this one. Should I watch it? Oh, in the right circumstance. It has to be one thirty. in Should the morning. Should I show my mom? Yeah, yeah. She's in town. That's what I'll watch it together. Director's cut. Two hours, 45 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Is it really? Yes. Gross. Pass. All right, guys. Give it a pass. Yeah. Next up is the last one. Have you figured out what the last one is? The last one? we are almost done? I think you have. Because I I know which one you've done. And good job on it. You're pleased dun, 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 dun no, oh, I, was, I was doing the, uh, sorry, I screwed it up. It we, it's fault. all right, we'll do it again. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, this is, Jacob, what is it? We should probably say Back to the Future. There we go. 1985. Marty McFly, a 17-year-old high school student, is accidentally sent 30 years into the past in a time-traveling DeLorean invent his, invented by his close friend, the maverick scientist, Doc Brown. I like how he's a Maverick scientist. The University of Southern California Film School. Their writing classes use the screenplay for the model of the perfect screenplay. It's so good. I can't really disagree. No, and this is directed by Robert Zemeckis, who did *Romancing the Stone*, *Who Framed Roger Rabbit*, *Death Becomes Her*, *Forrest Gump*, *Cast Away*, *What Lies Beneath*, and *Contact*. Like this guy's got a lot of good movies under his belt. Yeah, and this movie I also showed to my kids for pizza movie night not too long ago. We were on a theme of time travel wow, this movie is good. Just yes. amazingly you good. You're showing them a lot of 80s movies as well, I'm noticing. Oh, yeah. I've been showing them classic musicals and 80s movies recently to kind of get them to, you know, like those ones. Have some culture. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but, and this one, um, Robert Zemeckis tried to get it done pretty early on, and they wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. And then he made Romancing the Stone, and it was a huge success. And they're like, okay, what she what got? And he's like, well, I got this scripted Back to the Future. Wow, what a follow-up. Yeah, but here's here's the other thing is that he, he, it was a little different at first like he had to do some rewrites and good on him for doing them because initially this movie would have been completely different and it wasn't be- after the rewrites that it became the well, I mean, movie even the recast they had because they had Eric Stoltz in it before actually Johnny Depp uh, screen test for this movie and they yeah. didn't even remember him but like Eric Stoltz which if you don't know him he was in some kind of wonderful in Mask, Mask. Um, he filmed scenes like he did scenes in the movie like you can see footage of him with Doc Brown doing the exact same things that Marty McFly does but then they said, they had to kind of say, okay, well, Eric is not getting the comedy right. They said he's not a comedic All about actor. timing. And so they fired him, and they ended up recasting Michael J. Fox and getting, and they, they, Perfect. they, they wanted Michael J. Fox initially, but he couldn't do it because of family ties. But then, uh, one of the, his mother and family ties got pregnant, and she was going to get some time off, and so they ended up, he ended up working through the day, uh, Doing family ties. And then at night from 2.30 or from 6.30 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. He'd film this movie. Jeez. And then the next day go back to filming family ties. Now, if this movie came out now and you saw this high school kid hanging out with this old scientist, like what would we say if we were doing a bacon bit on it? Wouldn't we see a problem with that in well, the script? They had. They Initially, they were having some issues like why would Marty ever hang out with Doc Brown? And that's right. why they did the giant speaker at the beginning. So it's like, oh, you know, he's got these cool gadgets. Marty hangs around. It's fine. And I love that it doesn't have a creepy vibe even now in that yeah. regard. I mean, you can look into it, but you could, yes. but it really, I like how they just kind of keep it, you know, it's very, it's very, fun. it's a good relationship between the two of them. It's a very friendly, like fun relationship between the two of them. And they do play so well off. But each this other. is probably top of the with honors category. Honestly. Yeah. With honors. Definitely with honors. I mean, the score by Alan Silvestri is amazing. And then you get just the, the climax alone when he's trying to get home, yep. it's such a simple premise And yet it's so well done, because it's just like thing after thing happens and you keep wondering, is he gonna make it? When in the back of your mind, you know he will. And in the original script, they actually had the time machine was a refrigerator that was powered by nuclear powered by nuclear power, and they would get inside the fridge and time travel. It's kind of funny. So they nuked the fridge before Indiana Jones <laughs> ever did. Of, but better. But then Zemeckis was really concerned that children would start locking themselves yeah. in the refrigerator. Yeah. Like I, I saw an Brewster. episode of Punky Brewster. <laughs> exactly. Where chair gets stuck in the fridge. I'm not kidding when I say I just read, uh, I think it was a Mental Floss article all about that episode. About Isn't it Punky weird that's Bridge. the only episode of Punky Brewster we can remember? Because it was scarring. Yeah, it was. But we're talking about Back to the Future now. Oh, are we? Yes. Which with honors. So, yeah. For sure. What a great way to end the show. Thank you, Jake. You're yes, welcome. Thank you, Jake. And uh, also, just thank you for listening. Let us know what you think of these different movies. Give them your grades, the ones we talked about. And these are the supernatural or horror high school movies. And let us know which anyone that we missed because we may have missed some. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. But also, uh, thank you to, to our live studio audience. Uh, she's here, guys. I promise. I'm sure I she swear <laughs> she's here. She's asleep. <laughs> That's definitely nice. real. Yeah. And, and here, present. <laughs> Speaking of present, if you want to see me, I'll be present at 786Joel on Twitter, or you can see me performing at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. And if you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Go find Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale and uh, Instagram at Bacon Sale and on Facebook. And uh, we already pitched the store. So I think that's it. So until next time, be... Excellent to each other. And PARTY on dudes. It's really nice of us to like keep this evil guy employed. I blush easy. I try to keep it to an hour and these guys are always like, hey, let's go an hour a It seems like something I should do, but you do so well. Kiminowa! Kimi no Kiminowa! Kiminowa, kimi kimi, kimi no wawa. <laughs> So, this whole show is going to be in Canadian, eh? Yeah. That's what we talk about today, Jacob. <laughs> hey, you know what? As far as all the Fs I've given, you had a higher one. No! They're all going to laugh at you! <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Ow. I just <laughs> want to explain. <laughs> what, is it so weird I'm talking about my throat? No, not at all. The spasming. I love this. I love learning about werewolves. Bad Bad wind. Wind. Yeah, we've all been there, though, right, (laughs) Kate? What? No. (laughs) Didn't you have bad bad wind in the Canadian bathroom? You're killing Jake. (laughs) Massage, Jake. Massage. Could (laughs) I have any more abs? Don't take medical advice from Thomas Lennon at all, especially if you have bad wind. High five for the failing of I Am Number Four. Check out Fresh Nugs, Weasen the Juice. Ow! Buddy. Does she risk everything? Does she? Yeah, her humanity, her soul, uh, her CG born baby. And other than Chad Michael Murray, there's no reason to watch this movie. <laughs> we're respecting, but we're failing. It's only when it spasms I need to do that. This sounds weird. I wasn't a, you know, a drinker at age 10. Give me. A keg of beer. Oh yeah, with red glowing eyes. That's what I wanted to do. That's what you though, wanted. Yeah. You had to wait till you were eleven. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's when I started heavy drinking. All right, next, next up is. Let's go try that again. <clears throat> yep, I'll try that again. Nefertiti. Nefertiti. <sighs> Cocaine it's- saves the day. <laughs> Give me no mama! If I push like the soft spot behind like my earlobes and I pull down. It it stops the spasm. There you go. Give your okay. touch his ears. Happy play Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Groom yourself. <laughs>